Welcome to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. One of the biggest and most difficult things a human being can learn is a new language. All hail the people among us who can speak more than one language fluently. Today, Nick and I talk about the power of language to be a uniter and to be a barrier. As a bonus, you get to hear how poorly I speak French. Alicut. So I'm listening to a memoir with uh, Elton John. It's called Me. And it's fairly fun and good, and it's being narrated very well. But I, I started cracking up today because he talked about meeting with uh, Princess Margaret uh, and after his performance. And she said to him, oh, you have so much energy on stage. Is that because you did a bunch of cocaine? <laughs> and she said it just the way you say cocaine. Cocaine. And, and it made me think, wow. Maybe that is a thing. Maybe Nick is just British. Oh, uh, maybe I, I'm Canadian. Words, which is kind of half British. Yeah, right? but I'm on the French side of the Canadian. Maybe yeah, it's a French okay. thing. Maybe. Yeah, le cocaine. <laughs> Avec les petits cocaine. <laughs> I did. I had a, a session with the business office of Orange County Health Department. And people were introducing themselves, and one of the uh, the gentlemen that was introducing himself was from Haiti, and he had this very complicated French name, and he was kind of taunting me, like like with his French name, like you can't, you cannot pronounce you. it. You say, he say, yeah. you say it, and I try to say it, and everybody would laugh, and and he'd say, no, you say it right, and then I'd say it wrong, and everyone would laugh, and then I said, je suis désolé, je ne parle pas français which means, I'm sorry, I don't speak French. And the room just erupted into laughter because I just spoke French to the dude. I couldn't understand his name, and I couldn't understand anything French he would say after that. But spitting that out was the moment. And I mastered that phrase after butchering it when we were actually in France. In France. You know, because the désolé de, de is sorry. Déjeuner is lunch. And what I was saying when I was in Paris was... Je suis déjeuner, je ne parle pas français, which is I'm lunch, I don't speak French, until someone very nice told me, no, no, you're not lunch, you're, you're sorry, désolé. So I got it now, though, enough that I can speak it in public. I like that. I like having, you know, a working knowledge of all the ways to say, I'm sorry, I can't communicate with you <laughs> in every language. That should just be all that we memorize. If you, if you yeah. can't learn the language, yeah. learn those words and the language. That's like we went to Africa uh, a few years back. And we try, every time we go to a different country, we try to learn some of the language so that we can communicate a little bit, you know, just, I think it shows some level of respect. So Patty and I will practice certain phrases. And when we went to Africa, um, I said, Patty, what are you looking up? She said, I'm looking up the words for, to say, you look beautiful. And I thought, that's a sweet something. Oh, that's, that's nice. A, right? Like, who does that? Who decides before they go to a country yeah. that they'd like to recognize when someone looks beautiful? It's like, that's what I married. So I know there's certain requirements in schools, both K through 12 and some colleges, to learn a language and that sort of thing. Yeah. And there's this sort of uh, feeling that if you know more than one language, right? Like, you, if you're introducing people sometimes or work-wise, yeah. I speak five languages or, oh my gosh, they speak like six different languages. Yeah. They are super cool. So there's this, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. There's this status to it, right? Oh yeah. So every time I think about going back and learning a language though, whether it's Greek, which I kind of know a little bit already, yeah, 
or something like Spanish, which would probably benefit me in a lot of ways, especially since I like food. And if I can communicate with people along the same language, I could probably get different and awesome food. <laughs> I love that as your rationale. Oh, yeah. To learn no, that is 100% That's the rationality. Wow. Um, I'm just like, but I, it never takes, like there's never that last bit of inspiration to get me over the hump there. Well, it's such a huge skill set is the thing. When you talk about speaking multiple languages, I also think about people who play multiple instruments. Yeah. All right. It's the same concept of having this enormous skill set that you really have to work and practice at. And one of the things that I'm learning more and more these days is practice is work. It is, it's hard work to practice something to make it your own skill. I think I've told you I've been practicing magic tricks lately and it's sucking. I'm trying to do things with my left hand that I can do definitely with my right hand and sucking. And then adding Spanish to that, trying to do something with your left hand in Spanish? Muy bien. Oh. <laughs> Actually, my left be hand tough. learns better than my right hand. Oh. Because my left hand has fewer habits than my right hand. Your right hand is an old dog. Your left hand is a puppy. <laughs> okay, that's that's a baloney logic, by the way, with the whole you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Because I'll tell you it straight out. I, I've met some older people who could put me to shame with the way that they learn things. Yeah. It's a it's an amazing thing to see. I'm not saying that all of them. And I do have difficulty learning new things, period. But I think uh, the older ones, they, they can do it pretty well when they decide to. This is the thing. I think it's more about commitment than it is about how old you are. I do so want So wait, it's a cliche that may not be right? <laughs> Come on. Wait, now most cliches are not most cliches kind of right? No. I mean, they're a watch pot never boils. Not true. Okay. <laughs> that's not a cliche. That's an adage. That's oh wait, that's like so an what's axiom. The difference? A cliche a cliche is like something that's said so often that it becomes benign or banal, right? Um a cliche. Um I'm trying to think of a, an example of a cliche. I, all I can think of now is old dog and the tricks. And that you know something that well that that is kind of a cliche right there. Yeah. But it is also still kind of an axiom as well. Um, All right, we're going to look this up and we're going to come back. With we're going to talk cliches. Cliches. Yeah, good. And really... It won't be cliched. <laughs> hey, it's me, Nick. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for a language buddy, let me know which one you want to learn because I think it would help if I had somebody to speak it to. Speak it with? Oh boy, I wonder how that translates. Speaking of translates, cliches and idioms, very similar. So an idiom is something like raining cats and dogs or getting cold feet, something that is more figurative than literal. But those are both cliches as well. So we're all right, and we're all right. Have a great day. <laughs>